Happy Woo Wednesdays. If you're loving my podcast, please leave me a review. I'm doing the begging face. Please, please, please. It's going to push this podcast out to more wedding pros. A rising tide lifts all ships. So me and my biz partner are doing free website audits. My biz partner, Cindy Suzuki, she's amazing. It's so nice to get fresh eyes on your brand. And we've been catching some interesting things. I'm not going to mention exactly what they are, but very interesting. And wedding pros are very thankful for it. All right. So are you guys feeling like inquiries are coming in slow, not hot? Today, Heidi Thompson from Evolve Your Wedding Business is going to completely shift your mindset and help you create revenue on demand. That means making money today. Enjoy. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, you know me, I'm Carissa Wu. Welcome back to Get a Heck Yes. I have a repeat guest. Her name is Heidi Thompson, and she's the best-selling author of Clone Your Best Clients and the founder of Evolve Your Wedding Business, where she helps wedding professionals grow six-figure and multi-six-figure businesses without working all the time. She is a creator and host of Book More Wedding Summit and Wedding Business CEO Summit, which I've been a part of, which is amazing. And over the past 10 years plus, Heidi has helped thousands of wedding pros of all kinds across six continents grow their businesses without working 60 plus hour weeks. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you for having me back. It's great to be here. Yeah, you are a powerhouse in our industry, but how have you been? What's what's new? Oh, that's sweet of you to say. Thank you. Um, I mean, in my world, I've been um, working toward my next summit and working on just recently, I launched a new program about creating revenue on demand, which really came out of some conversations I was having with mm-hmm. people in our industry that was particularly interesting and made me realize that I had a good solution for it. Ooh, okay. I guess I guess we can start talking about it. Like I know I was on your IG today. So it's a really cool topic. This is the hot topic guys today is creating revenue on demand. So what exactly was that conversation, Heidi? So I had a member of my membership, the Wedding Business Collective. She completed her marketing plan, which is like the first big milestone in the membership. And she submitted it for review. I went through it and I saw that she had mentioned she was particularly anxious because yes, she has this marketing plan done and now she can start working it, but it takes time for marketing to work. So she Mm -hmm. was saying like, I don't have anything, you know, booked in the next few months. I'm not really sure 
what I'm going to do. And I was like, you know, you could just run a promotion. You know, you could just sell to your past clients. You know, you could just, you know, break off a piece of what you offer and sell it in a different way to bring in revenue right now to serve you. And she was like, no, I did not know that. So <laughs> that's really where this came from, because that for me and my business has been really instrumental. And it's not something that anyone in our industry is really talking about. Yeah, I was, <laughs> this is so random, but I went on a long hike with, with my sister on Mother's Day. And I was telling her, like, after all these podcasts and reading all these books and all these crazy coaching, like I've hired coaches and master classes, I was like, I think I got like stupider. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like back in the day before I learned all this or knew all this stuff, I would just make offers or like, you know, pa ask past clients or post on Facebook, like a, a Mother's Day promotion or Valentine's Day promotion. And then I learned all these systems. And then I like forgot, like you could just ask wow. people yeah. to, sell <laughs> to people or like even small offers or anytime you want. Um, so it's interesting. So talk more about this conversation so when you said that what did you say what did she say was she enlightened and like where did you take her next yeah she was like wait what like what <laughs> <laughs> like yeah so you could you know create something and sell it to previous clients you could create something and sell it to your peers I see that happen quite a bit you know, you could run some sort of promotion. And by the way, promotion doesn't have to be a discount. There's a lot of different ways to do promotions, but you can run some sort of promotion to get people to take action now as opposed to later. So those people that you have sitting on the fence. And then I started having these conversations with more people. because I was like, okay, I need to test to make sure that like, this really isn't something that anyone is talking about because it doesn't seem like it is. And I talk to people in my membership about it. I talk to people on social media about it, uh, in my Facebook group. And yeah, people were like, what, what do you mean? How does this work? Yeah. So that really encouraged me to put together a training that shows you, first of all, how to create another revenue stream if you want to mm. you know if you want to offer something to past clients if you want to offer something different to new clients if you want to offer something to your peers and then we did another workshop on running a promotion so that could be a promotion for the new thing people created or it could just be a promotion for what you already offer but I think we get into this habit in the wedding industry of like, okay, I'm going to do what I feel like I'm supposed to do for my marketing. And then I'm going to sit and wait. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, that's how it works. But I think a lot of people don't realize the way I talk about it is like, you're sitting in front of this machine with all of these like knobs and dials and levers and you don't realize that you can just start pulling these and doing things and actually taking control of what's happening with the revenue that's coming into your business like I know it sounds ridiculous but 
you can decide that you want to make more money and then engineer a way to just do that is crazy yeah. and you know scammy yeah so. we we work so hard on our content yeah. on our style shoots at the weddings shooting and then we're hoping and praying for that inquiry and then when it doesn't come then we kind of freak out and then we start talking to our other friends and they're not getting inquiries and we freak out more and we're like are we going into recession again like um tell me what ways do you think people should start promoting? Should they start promoting mini sessions, marathons, um, print sales? Talk a little bit. Yeah, I think it depends. So it really depends, you know, what you want to do, because there's an infinite amount of things that you can do. And I think it's really helpful to go through that and brainstorm that. And I take people through that in the on-demand workshop of like, okay, what are all the ways that you could offer something to somebody. Uh, big caveat, I would say, you want to make sure you're offering it to people that you have access to. So mm -hmm. if you're like, oh, I could offer this thing that's completely different, that really is like a completely different business, or you don't have access to those people, that is going to be way more work than it's actually worth. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you're focusing on either past clients, people who could be current clients, not yet clients, or your peers. And then looking at the way I talk about it a lot is this problem solution way of thinking about it. You know, what problems do those people have and what solutions can I provide? So past clients, print sale is great. That is a great opportunity. Album sales could be a great opportunity. Um, doing, you know, mini shoots, doing, you know, a dedicated type of shoot. Like you can get really creative with it, but it's thinking about, because when we sell anything, we have to understand like, why would somebody buy this? Mm -hmm. What is the solution that they're buying. And it doesn't have to be, you know, groundbreaking. Usually it's something more related to like what you want or emotions. And those are important drivers. You know, it's not like we're solving world hunger or anything. And that's yeah. totally fine. We don't have to do that. But, you know, you want to make sure that what you are thinking of offering does provide that solution because something I notice people start to do is they start to go down the road of just looking at what can I offer and then they don't think about the person that they would be offering it to and it's like mm -hmm. do they want that are they actually interested in that because if you don't have any indication that 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 they would be interested in it, that it would solve a problem for them. It's going to be a much, much, much harder sell. Yeah. It is kind of like you have to test the market or the offer first. And all these like um, things are coming in my head because problems like, yeah, it's not hunger um, or we're not solving world peace, but people do, a lot of people don't purchase albums. Maybe they couldn't afford it at a time. Um, and now they really want an album and you can make, I don't know, 600 to $700 per album. If you, they buy like a 10 by 10, 30, um, 30 side album. And also maybe they want to do a little bourgeois shoot or, um, anniversary shoot for their, their hubby or 
um, family shoot. So how would one get started? Would they just send out like a newsletter? They Would they text old clients? Um, I know in your questionnaire, you, you talk a lot about urgency. Yeah. So you want to make sure that whatever you decide to offer has some structure to it. And we go through like actually structuring a promotion. Mm -hmm. So promotions are just something that simply give people a reason to buy now. A discount is probably the one we're most familiar with, but it's not the only one. We go through 15 different types and there are a lot of different things that you can do. Maybe you do want to offer a discount or maybe you want to offer a targeted discount. Like if you're doing a print sale, maybe just to a segment of your audience, you're offering, you know, a particular discount of past people that you've worked with. So it doesn't have to be an across the board kind of thing if you're going to use a discount. But you can utilize other things like bonuses, like bundling things together to make an offer more enticing. The other component that you have to have with any promotion is structure. So promotions start and end on a certain date, whatever is being offered, whatever you're promoting, they're usually is going to be something that goes away. Mm. So whether it's a discount that's going away, whether it's a bonus that's going away, whether it's like VIP pricing that's going away, whether you have just three spots that you're offering and you're using that, but you have to have like, okay, these are my dates. This is how I'm running it. And this is the urgency and the scarcity constraint. You know, we're offering this. If you sign up within these dates, this is how it works. This is what you get. If you sign up after that, or if you purchase after that, you're not going to get whatever this thing is that you're including in the promotion. So that structure piece is really, really helpful because it informs what you're saying in your marketing, you know, and it really depends what assets you have. If you have, you know, for talking past customers, you have an email list of past customers. Awesome. That's perfect. You may not want to promote it elsewhere. If you're only promoting something to past customers, you just want to go direct to them. If you're doing something on a wider scale in terms of the audience that you want to reach, you know, you can absolutely pull in your social media accounts and how you want to use that. But you're going into it with the understanding of this is the structure, this is the offer, these are the, you know, requirements, you know, it has to be purchased during this period, there are X amount of spots, it's this price for this period of time, whatever that thing is, so that when you go into your marketing, you can say, okay, I'm offering this for a week and that means that on the Friday, when it's about to expire, I'm going to want to remind them. And then you can work backwards of like, what are you talking about in your marketing and why this offer is important to them during that? So I like to start with that structural component yeah. because it, it just gives like, like guardrails, you know, to- No, but it also makes marketing much easier. Yeah. Um, when you think of it as maybe like a three-part series of emails or five-part series, or when you're speaking to their problems, like, Hey, like, did you get enough prints for your, your wedding day? Like, is it all over your house for people to enjoy and love? It's on your coffee table, stuff like that. 
Yeah. Um, is, is your structure, I mean, I don't want you to give it all away, of course, but is it more like email series based or do you have any um, systems or softwares that you would recommend? So I'm a big fan of email. I'm a huge fan of email because it's so, it's the most direct and it's the most intimate. You don't have an algorithm getting in your way and you know that you're actually reaching people, whether they read it, whether they click on it, you know, that's a completely different story, but you know that it's getting there, it's getting into their inbox. So I am a huge fan of email marketing. And even if you aren't, you know, using email marketing a lot as a strategy, if you're selling something to past clients, you have their emails. Like you can do kind of a simplistic and dirty version of putting this together if you need to, you know, you don't have to use, you know, some super sophisticated system. It can be, you know, just sending out individual emails, but I love email marketing. I think it's massively underutilized, but it is the most direct and it allows you to take people where you want to take people because On social media, obviously, the goal of any social media platform is to keep people on that platform and keep Mm -hmm. them, you know, engaging with content on there. So they don't love you taking people off the platform. Mm -hmm. So that's really why I love email marketing. But I would say this can very easily plug into whatever you're doing in your normal marketing. If you are really going hard on Instagram right now, and that fits the audience you're running this promotion to, like I said, if it's just for past clients, I mean, you could post it on Instagram and just cite that it's, you know, just for past clients. It's a special thing that you're doing, but it makes a lot more sense to reach them directly. But if you are already, you know, established in TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, use it, you know, lean into what you already have and the different ways that you have to connect with your people, whether that's direct email, email marketing, social media. Um, It could be that, you know, if you're creating something for your peers, I could see, you know, having conversations with them directly over email, over DMs. And when I say creating something for your peers, to give you an example of what I mean by that, um, a great one that I saw was a videographer who people kept asking her for, you know, like, how do I basically do better when it comes Uh to video? Like, Uh I'm trying to make short form video. It's taking me forever. Uh I don't understand this. How do I do this better. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, I can teach you how to do that. Yeah, I can teach you how to, you know, make Instagram reels quickly and easily. And then there are people who were like, can you just do it for me? Yeah. Like, oh, interesting. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why not? We can open up like an agency side of the business. And wow. I know someone who that happened to with um, Pinterest as well. She was teaching people Pinterest and they were like, can I just pay you? to like run my Pinterest marketing Uh and she's a planner. So she had all of these connections with people and they saw that she was doing well and they were asking her questions. So that's what I mean by creating something for your peers, typically something that you are good at 
that you can offer. And yeah. as a photographer, like I could completely see something along the lines of like offering mini shoots to give your fellow vendors social media content. Mm. That could be a really easy thing to offer. You could do it on a regular basis. It could be a subscription where, you know, you have, whether it's some sort of styled shoot that you're doing to Uh get photos for them, or you're doing like individual small branding sessions. That's what I mean when I mean like going to your peers, because yes, we have our wedding clients and our past wedding clients, but I think we often forget that we all look at other people that we know in the industry and we're like, how are they doing that? I want that. Pardon this short interruption, but me and the Get A Heckess team have some exciting news. If you haven't heard, I have a free mini masterclass, how to get on your first preferred venue vendor list, the holy grail of bliss, hot leads, and these couples don't really care about price. It's 20 minutes and packed with goodness. The link is in the show notes. Also, we are offering website copy writing for all wedding professionals. With my digging and coaching skills and my team member, Cindy, with 15 years of copywriting experience, we will create your perfect website copy. We want you to cry of happiness when you get it back and say, wow, I'm so proud of myself as a business owner. Get a free audit of your current site. Go from meh to heck yes. Just DM me your website and I will send you a Loom audit back. My Instagram is at Carissa Wu. Back to the conversation. Interesting. No, you're just getting my wheels spinning to like, yeah, peer to peer. That's more, you know, educating people. Like a lot of people ask me how to start a podcast. So I was just going to make a little mini course and sell it for like $1.99, you know, different offers. Um, And I'm thinking of also like other wedding professionals, like florists, they could maybe do like a floral making class. Um, DJs, they could offer services, be like, um, I'll do your birthday party and make it like, you know, 90s party or hip hop or jazz or whatever they want. Um, planners maybe, or maybe DJs have like, they sell photo booth too. They could offer some sort of promotion. Um, I think this episode is really going to help people kind of get out of that stuck mode or that also like that, that space of, uh, nothing's happening for me or, um, I'm not getting inquiries and just getting out of their heads and being like, Hey, like the ball is in my hands now. Yeah. And the thing I've seen a lot lately is a lot of people saying they aren't getting as many inquiries as normal, freaking out a little bit. And the thing I've seen in other areas of business. So I spend a lot of time in like the online business space and a trend I'm definitely seeing there is moving towards things that are smaller, things that are easy to just say yes to and Uh, do something with. mm -hmm. So I could totally see, you know, offering like as a photographer, standalone proposal or Mm -hmm. engagement shoots. And then you could apply that to the cost of the package if you wanted to later on, if they decided to book you. But it's a great way for people to be able to engage with you, to work with you, to see what you're like. Yeah. And I see this with people all the time that have like a smaller, like splintered off 
part of what they do as a standalone service. There's a planner I'm working with currently that has a venue finding service and she gets people that come to her and they're like, you know, this whole destination wedding thing, it's a lot. Can you help me find a venue that fits this? Uh Sure. A certain percent of those people are going to go, yeah, I actually don't want to do this. Myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I would love to hire you uh-huh. because you provided such a great service in this small component. So it allows people to dip their toe in to start taking some sort of action, especially now when we're seeing people who are just like slower to take mm. action. On yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I've been in the coaching world for a while and um, I have a friend and he he kind of mentors me because he's been in the game for a, for longer than me, but he's like, you need to be putting out new offers all the time at different price points. Like even the top, top, top coaches in the, you know, like Jay Shetty and uh, Ramit Samir, like they have different offers. Like some are $9, some are $4.95, some are 10,000, you know, like different offers and kind of seeing how they are received by people. So that was a huge mind shift for me in my coaching world. (laughs) Yeah. I think we get into this, like, okay, this is what I offer. This is what I have. This is all I can offer. Uh And it's totally cool. Like I get, if you don't want to expand and do a million things because it, you know, severs your focus. I totally get that. Don't do that. You know, add one thing in that allows you to do something that you want to do, whether it's give people a way to dip their toe in, whether it's, okay, how can I sell to these people I worked with over the last year? Or it's how can I sell to my peers? You know, you can have that. It doesn't have to be, you know, front and center on your website. It can be on a hidden page that is only available, (laughs) you know, when you're promoting it. Nice. Tell me some wins of your, uh, your students right now. Oh, okay. So, uh, we had one person start offering, uh, planning consulting, like virtual planning consulting. It was like, this is the easiest thing in the world for me to offer. Like we can give people a, a box, basically a container, like two hours, we can work through whatever you need. And then if you decide you need a full planner, you can hire me. If not, you know, that's cool. You can go on your merry way or you can book another session later oh, on. I love that. And we can deal with that later. I love that. Uh, we had another uh, duo, a officiant and a photographer team up because they wow. realized they could both really do more with elopements. So they created like a joint elopement package that they offer wow. and then they just go really hard promoting it during. Wow. That's so, oh my God, that's so cool. What I've been thinking um, or hearing recently, I don't know if it's a post pandemic thing, but some couples um, in my situation, particular grooms, they have a little bit of commitment issues from um, the big packages, even maybe like five, six packages and they, um, they want to hire my team, but then they get cold feet. Um, and then, you know, one of them, they did eventually book, but it took a while. Um, but I was thinking the whole thing that you said about the wedding planning thing, which, you know, the two hour console, it's kind of like getting your feet wet and then they get more comfortable and they spend that much time with you. Come on. Like, 
I think they'll yeah. probably book a higher package. They're like, okay, like, I don't want to look for all these venues myself, like do the work for me. Like you're doing a great job. So I think that's something that we, I don't know, don't think about too often. I think the way I buy someone recommended someone to do um, accounting for me and I was kind of scared too, but then I saw on their website that they charge four ninety five um for like to set up your zero account and it was just so easy to like click buy you know and then now she's running all my accounting you know and just getting your feet wet so yeah it's a thing of like yeah if if it was like a 12 month package and that was her only option to hire her Uh you would have been more apprehensive but it's like okay we can do this piece first exactly and then I can book you for the rest of it yeah, that's so, oh my God, I love it. Okay, what is your biggest heck yes, heck yes technique? My biggest heck yes technique, let's see. I think it's to listen to what people are telling you because I think we all hear problems that we could solve and they go in one ear and out the other all day long. Mm. And once you start actually paying attention to like someone complaining about something or someone complaining about the way something is done or they wish they had this, they wish it worked like this. And you realize like, ding, 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 that's something I can do. That's Uh, something I can sell. uh That's a way I can bring in more revenue into my business. And people are literally already asking for it. And we're talking to wedding pros all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. You hear the complaints, like you hear all of these things. I imagine photographers hear all the time how particular wedding pros hate their headshots, hate their photos, know they need to be using more photos of themselves in, you know, their social media posts, but they feel a way about it. You know, they feel shy, they feel apprehensive, they feel weird about it. Like, what if you could solve that problem? Yeah, you're right. It's right there. It's like money on the ground, ready for you to pick up. You're right. I'll try to do, um, you know, I would always try to photograph my friends like going to a networking party. Um, and I'm just like, hey, like, let's take some steps. And they're just like, oh. they're like, oh. <laughs> like, they like clam up. And I'm like, are you serious? You're trapped at going to They're like, like, yeah, like, I, like, I mean, I know like a photographer, them, like with a gun or something. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like a statue, you know? <laughs> it, yeah, I get it. Like, I get feeling awkward. And, you know, there's lots of different ways to solve that. There's, you know, creating different shoots. There's, I know a photographer who um, put together a whole thing about plus size posing uh, because she saw that was lacking. And it was something that other photographers uh-huh. were asking her about. And she sold a ton of these guides. It was like, oh, I just thought we were all doing this stuff, but it turns out it was just me. That's so good. Okay. So I guess just to wrap up this hot topic and I'll ask you more fun questions, but say someone is just feeling really stuck today. What's the first thing? I mean, this whole topic is about creating revenue on demand. Like what's the one thing they should do today to just kind of get themselves unstuck and start making money or make money today? Yeah, I would say just brain dump, brain dump everything you feel like you could offer that solves 
a problem for somebody that you already have access to. So really just like sit down, give yourself 15 minutes, just brain dump. What are all the things you could offer to past clients? What are all the things you could offer to people who haven't booked you yet? What are all the things you could offer to your peers? And then you get to just pick one and run with it. You can always come back to the rest of them and you have, you know, years and years of worth of things that you can do whenever you have a, you know, slow month on your calendar. Yeah, good job. What is your biggest accomplishment because you've accomplished so much in your your career? That's a tough question. Um, (laughs) I'm giving it to you because it's you. (laughs) My biggest accomplishment. I mean, it sounds vague. But I feel like it's creating my business on my terms in the way that I like to work and the way that I like to help people. So doing it the way that I do it and not necessarily the way that, you know, someone else does it, not saying that's wrong or anything, but just having built up this business that supports me, supports my family, supports my students and my clients that I work with and doing it in a way that feels really good to me. And that gives me a lot of freedom because that is a really important value of mine. If something like it pins me down too much, I'm not interested. Yeah. I like my freedom too. I pick up my kids at like two. So I need like to not be super busy. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Okay. So this is backwards I should have asked you like in the beginning but tell everyone about like your marketing background this is kind of your secret sauce on why you're so special in the industry today I think I think differently than a lot of the other people in our industry because I've worked in so many spaces I haven't worked exclusively in the wedding industry I mean I've certainly worked in the wedding industry but Like I've worked in higher education, I've worked in healthcare, I've worked in software, I worked for a fecal transplant company, like, yeah, I remember that one. (laughs) I've I've been around a block to a lot of different types of businesses and been able to see like what works and what doesn't work. And like, especially with this revenue on demand product that I put together, it was really pulling something out of another one of those worlds. It was pulling it out of like the online business space where this kind of thing is very common and being able to bring it into, you know, the wedding industry where we don't have conversations like this. Yeah. Interesting. Where do you see, I would only ask you this because you're beyond where do you see like the industry like this year and next year? Like, do you see, I don't know, the newbies like taking over a little bit of the market? Do you see, who do you think are the people that are really just going to outshine everyone? Is it people that are really focusing on like real short form content, YouTube, being educators? Where do you see this industry going in the next year or two? I think we're going to see more and more differentiation because we have to, Mm. you know, if you try to compete on the basis of I'm a photographer and Mm. I can provide photography services, you're just going to blend in. I mean, you already do, but like even more so with more and more people coming into the space, it's just Mm -hmm. getting more and more saturated. So 
I think I will definitely see more, more focus. I think I would say specialization, but like that kind of implies that you're not doing the other things. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I think making yourself known for something in particular is going to be increasingly important. And I think figuring out ways to meet people where they are with, I, you know, right now we're in a weird spot Mm. where I think, you know, like you said, the commitment thing, I think a lot of people are like, they saw people get burnt bad during the pandemic. And it's like, well, I don't want to book this until I have to, because like, what if the world falls apart, which is apparently an option. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I totally didn't see that till post pandemic. Yeah. Or say, oh, they got like, whole feet for photography or even planning or venue and they had this like fear yeah of something you know the world gonna shut down because it did so you're absolutely right um people I'm just getting to know you more and more you know through the summit through the second podcast but tell me one like some cool fun things about you maybe two or three. Oh, okay um I am a huge fan of pinball I love playing pinball. Oh, that's interesting. I got into it, <laughs> got into it a couple of years ago. Um, my like local regular bar I go to is an arcade bar and I got into it and my husband and I are like super into it now. Oh. It's like, I want to buy one. They're huge, but uh. you know, once I have space, uh, I would love to own a machine and they are they're they're complex they're fun they're frustrating they're hard yeah. they're... Where, where do you live again I live in San Diego okay like we I live in LA kind of Torrance but we have Barcade do you guys have oh that? yeah yeah <laughs> very similar okay Heidi Thompson is pinball and then one more thing hmm I am also a big nerd for personal finance And I know that's a weird thing to be into, but like, it's the freedom thing. It's the freedom component for me. So I am big into personal finance. I'm working toward like being able to invest in real estate and things, but I love nerding out about that kind of stuff. Like if you can play with numbers and make them work and make them benefit your life, it's like my favorite thing ever. And I've become the (laughs) the begrudging go-to of like, siblings and in-laws yeah. do, do you watch how to get rich with Ramit Samir on Netflix? I have not watched that have you oh I'm obsessed. His book. yeah I'm obsessed so I have the book and I've been getting into personal finance um I'm in a program called Dow Jane so we're trying to like learn how to invest and I don't know retire earlier than yeah and not be you know struggle played or can I afford this can I not you know just be empowered so I love that you said that so I mean you got to know your numbers right yeah absolutely and it's like I am I'm not a big fan of math just like everybody else but like the what it gets you you know being able to focus on like huh if I do this now you know 20 years from now it puts me in this position that is the yeah. thing that's exciting to me. Do you have a favorite app for personal finance or a hack? 
Um, I mean, in my business, I use Profit First, which has been mm. incredibly helpful with being able to allocate money in different ways. Wow. Um, I used to use Mint for my uh my personal side of things. I don't know why I don't use it anymore. I just uh-huh. fell off of using it. But then um I read a lot. I read a lot of personal yeah. finance stuff and it's just it is really empowering to realize like all this stuff that exists in our economy, in our world that feels like this bizarro world that nobody seems to know anything about. Like we actually get into it and it's like, okay, like I can take small steps for this to be an attainable thing. Is Profit First, I know it's a book, but is there some sort of like system that you use or? No, I use, so basically the way he teaches it is like you figure out your percentages, you figure out your allocations and Uh then two times a month I go in to my business account and I go through and I calculate like okay what came in what do I need to put over in taxes based on the percentage Mm -hmm. what do I pay myself what goes here what goes there what's expenses so it really takes a lot of the guesswork out of it Mm -hmm. because it's just like well, that's what I pay. That's just the way it is. We got to have another episode on personal finance, but (laughs) now I'm all like, (laughs) cool. Um, Tell everyone about your summit, your um, revenue on demand course or program, and then where to find you. Yeah. So I'll set up a link for your people if they want to go to revenue on demand. It's at evolveyourweddingbusiness.com slash woo. And you can grab it there. It's 37 bucks. I wanted to make it like super duper duper irresistible and affordable Mm -hmm. for people. So you can dive right into that. Um, The next summit that I have coming up is Book More Wedding Summit at the end of August. So that will be coming up very soon at bookmorewedningsummit.com. Time flies, man. It's crazy. (laughs) Wow. Well, yeah, it it was honored to be on one of your summits before. And I wish you the best of luck. I know you have thousands of people that you help. So you are a powerhouse, like I said, in the industry. Thank you for all that you do for everyone and making us not, you know, have that struggle plate on the top of our foreheads and be empowered. So thank you so much, Heidi. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me back. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.